Hi guys and welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for clicking on this White Lotus episode. We are so glad to have Hadja back on the podcast to cover White Lotus season two with us. And we're not going to cover every episode, but we'll be back in a couple of weeks after episode three, and then a couple of weeks after that, after episode five, and then hopefully after the final two episodes, after episode six and episode seven. The podcast will be released immediately after the episodes finish airing on HBO on all platforms. So once the episode is finished airing on HBO, you can just check it out wherever you listen to your podcast. While you're here, please feel free to check out our other weekly coverage episodes that we've done over the last few months. We've covered House of the Dragon, Rings of Power, Industry, and Better Call Saul. Uh, but for now, please enjoy this episode. And if you haven't already, go check out Hadja's podcast, The Downtime with Hadja podcast. Hope you enjoy this episode. <laughs> oh, you're so racist. I didn't Actually, realize it was this bad with you. We need to intervene. You're so racist. And we are back, back again, back with a bang, back with an explosion, back with a. <laughs> You're not very good at it, are you? I really struggle with like the words of Anyway, back from like what my three month suspension, innit? I fought back. The revolution was not televised, but back to those things. And yeah, this is Pop Call for the Podcast. I'm joined by my good friend. Good friend or just friend? We are good friends now. We've been on the piss together. So. I actually met on Saturday, and yeah, that's. that's that's all I'd say about Saturday, but yeah, guys, welcome to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. I'm joined my good friend Hadja, mm-hmm. host of the Downtown Hadja podcast. Hello, everyone. Great to be back on Popcorn for Dinner, the second best podcast in the world. <laughs> and today, we're talking about the best show on TV right now. Come on, come on. Let's be <laughs> fucking serious. HBO's white lotus which is yeah i think we both have a lot of thoughts about the show so yeah should be a good discussion obviously guys don't forget to subscribe rate review yes also check out our youtube channel as well and see our faces maybe for this episode but for all our earlier episodes as well we've also spoken about you know rings of power which is the law of the rings tv show which i have obviously watched and which you have obviously watched as well as well as the Hot D Hod. Great podcast coverage, by the way. Just want to shout out uh, Fami and Ibube. They've done an amazing job. Well, well, not shout out Fami. Shout out Ibube. I'm going to receive that shout out to Fami because, yeah, that guy. But You just wake up with so much hate in your heart. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's a, he's, a, he's a day one, day zero. Great friend of mine. But um, yeah, check out House of Dragon episodes. And we've got, obviously, further episodes of The White Lotus coming up as well, plus other TV shows and movies you know black adam just came out so be on the lookout for that but yeah let's get oh, to where's the enthusiasm come on <laughs> I, mean, I just mentioned black adam i think i just ruined the mood for myself because i didn't even know what that means is that another dc superhero show that's the rock the rock's movie the one he's been you know just shamelessly promoting everywhere on his instagram you have to you know respect the rock for his shamelessness it's so shameless, and apparently the movie's not good as well. 
Isn't he the person who's received like the most Razzies in the world or something? Has he? I, I, he has. It's not Jayla. I well, that's my head canon, and I'm gonna say that that's the truth. I'm not sure, man. As well, that's another. <laughs> oh gosh, Haji, you're literally putting so much hate and distress in my heart right now. Let's talk about something which did he put hate in your heart as well? The White Lotus. First of all, I think we should just you know talk about the first season and like how we watched it. So how did you get into this show? Because I think, how did you hear about the show? How did you get into the show? What were your, your thoughts on So I remember I watched it in the August of like 2021. I was like, yeah, I remember it was the summer before I moved to France, right? And I remember watching it. I really, so I remember hearing, seeing it on covered on Vanity Fair's podcast. And I remember thinking, oh, what's this? And then I heard it was a mini series. I was like, okay, great. This is an easy watch. I'm not really watching anything. You know, the summer is low season for things because like most of the big dramas are coming back in the autumn. So I was like, okay, cool. Like I'll watch it. I saw like a couple familiar faces. I thought, okay, this is interesting. I love things about holidays. I like a good, a show that's like has like a beautiful setting. So I was like, this is a no brainer. Mm-hmm. I watched it and I really enjoyed it, but I heard a lot of people didn't. And I was like, ah, this is not bad this is what's, good food what's, what's wrong with them i know like this is good food but um i do think if you were looking for like super 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 poignant analysis on the topics covered i don't think the show did that it was an interesting show it it got a lot of you know it raised a lot of issues um i think it was really good at doing the thing that i think get out did in the sense of like not so sharp satire as not sharp as get out on like liberal white people and how that works and um i also really enjoyed the relationships that they portrayed so no spoilers but they're like i think about three main relationships um that sort of Mm -hmm. get the most sort of analysis and like go under the most you know i guess the show really talks about them i really enjoyed those i also enjoyed the more like side dish character so i love the manager of, of the hotel i thought he was hilarious. so talk about hotel concierges because i think that's kind of what this show is really really even this new season as well it's kind of like i mean we're only an episode in but it's very bizarre characters yeah <laughs> and i and i also really enjoyed the, the 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 person who's from insecure she plays kelly in insecure and she sort of works as this sort of like wellness advisor in the very first season, the black woman. And I really oh, right, enjoyed her, her arc right. with that guest. I thought it was one of the best stories like in the show. And so, yeah, overall, like, I, I just I thought it was nice. Like I, I, I wouldn't call it like my favorite show ever, but I thought it was something fun to watch in the summer. And I was excited for the next season when I found out that my husband was going to be on the cast. Dear James. I was about to ask if literally on my on my notes when I was like, is Theo James on the list? Obira always <laughs> asks me, if, okay, so if they're hot, they're on the list, like... You've, and, and you always plead the fifth, that's the funny thing, it's kind of like, I know you more than you know yourself, Hadja, so I don't even need to know, hear the answer from you, but... When I was watching this show, I was kind of like, what the fuck am I watching right now? This is absolutely bizarre, like, I, I was trying to get the, get the points, or trying to look for the points of what I was watching, mm-hmm. and I didn't quite find it so I saw the time I was like oh it's supposed to be like some satire on how kind of rich people always get away and all the poor people get fucked like even at the end of season one big spoilers coming up the Polynesian guy mm-hmm. got his name he goes to jail yeah and the hotel concierge 
he's literally what he dies because he gets stabbed yeah. by that other Jake Lacey guy who was apparently right all the time. He was a bit of a douche. And that black lady, you know, I mean, she got what 25k payouts, but it was kind of like she was let down at the end, wasn't she? Because she had this business opportunity which was promised to her by Jennifer Coolidge's character, and it was just like, oh, I've actually thought about it. And I don't want to get her with it. And she was that person where, like, all the rich people tell her her problems. And she always used to give, like, you know, free just therapy, free basically. advice, solving their problems and stuff. And it was when, when it was time for her to, you know, talk to one of them, she, the rich people weren't really interested. So there was that kind of dynamic. I think one thing that the first season did well, in my opinion, um, maybe not to the level that I, you know, have gotten out of any other piece of media, but I think it really shows that very, like, parasitic relationship between people who are upper class and everyone else around them and it's sort of like it reminds you of the fact that like your the the wealth of rich people is derived from the efforts of others it's derived from everyone around them and it it doesn't Mm -hmm. just happen they're not just lucky they're not just that smart or that clever it is it is just the way that the world works like everything that they have is built out of the work of everyone else and how Mm -hmm. that work really just doesn't get acknowledged and i really like the tinge of because i don't think a lot of i don't know because i'm not american but i think i don't think a lot of white americans look at their relationship with hawaii as very parasitic but it it is incredibly so um so i I thought that that was a good way to think about it especially with the whole you know like indigenous people in hawaii have from like i think like the past two years now i've been saying please tourists stop coming yeah there was like some water shortages or something right yeah we actually cannot contain you guys like please go away and people just ignoring that and continuing to come like on holiday making and it just shows you like they think they're doing you a favor because like well we're helping your economy or whatever but it's still like no you're not though like we're still serving you at the detriment to ourselves and even the non-polynesian or hawaiian characters like the hotel concierge who do have a bit of a leg up i guess is still you see how that relationship basically just made me realize girl i cannot work in customer service because some people are dummies it's pretty shitty from experience well you get some really shitty people i'll tell you that but like there was even like some moments in the first season when like he he didn't realize his worker was pregnant Mm -hmm. just like no one really cares about people that are under them and stuff so i feel that was yeah that was a pretty good dynamic as you mentioned i do did like the whole do want to call it a celebration of sort of Hawaiian culture? Because normally, what you see at like, you know, uh, Hawaii back in days, mm-hmm. land on a plane, you've got people with aloha yeah. dancing, and that's all you get. But I think now it's, watching that season, I did. Uh, it's pretty, pretty cool just sort of bringing it to uh, media. I did think that this was going to be like a one series thing. Oh, okay. So we're quite surprised that a second season came out. I mean, I thought so as well. And I mean, we'll talk about the second season. But mm. um, I didn't... I think the only reason they did it is because of the Emmy success. I don't think that they yeah. were planning to roll out a second season. I think the reason that they rolled out a second season was because of the Emmy success. Now, I will say, the Emmy it success to, to me it. seemed a bit unnecessary. <laughs> If something's supposed to be like one season, keep it one season. I watch Big Little Lies season two. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I will always be mad because I think they did low-key sort of ruin um, ruin the show. 
um because if that ended at season one that that goes down in like the pantheon it was so good but then season yeah. two and you're like mm. yeah this is you guys are just you know serving fans at, at this point also i think yeah the acting was pretty good in season one as well. yeah so that was the good thing like the performances were all incredible like i really really enjoyed um as i said like so obviously i know the actress from insecure and i really loved to be able to see her that's the iseratio right yeah in a completely different way um because it's such a different role asking so many different mm-hmm. things um stifler's mom is in it um she was funny <laughs> i'm not quite enjoying her in this season though i will not lie are you not I think she's, I mean, she does it well, but she's so jarring. Strange. She's so jarring. <laughs> and so jarring. It's just like, oh, come on, man. Just one of those people where you're just like, she's sat next to you on the bus. You're just like, mm, I'm going to leave now. I'm going to, you know, one of those old people. I, just, I mean, she'll never be on the bus, but you get what I mean. Yeah. Um, I feel like uh, that uh, Jake Lacey character, mm-hmm. Shane Patton, he was, I really did not like, like when you, I think it's towards like the end of the season, kind of realized like, oh shit, it was actually right. He did actually book this room, but he was just so, you know, douchey about it, and like just the way he treated um, Alex Dario's character. Yeah, that's the reason why I watched the show. Actually, when I saw like once I saw like Alex Dario and Sydney Sweeney, who's actually coming on next week, that I was just like, whatever they're on, I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> no one has ever mm-hmm. milk merchanted like yeah, has milk merchanted in the past five seconds have some fucking you. shame <laughs> season two so i thought that this so also another thing that made me intrigued with this this season is i, I always fucking forget her name but she's the actress in the bold type I think she's amazing like she's so charming on screen like she's magnetic i love watching her um, so that's another reason I watched this besides Theo James, but Theo James is the primary reason. Also, I love the South of Italy. I think it's gorgeous. So I was like, okay, we're getting some of that ser- scenery as well. Um, with the inclusion of like HBO alum, um, fucking Christopher Moltisanti. So I was like, okay, you know what? Like we're getting a lot of like good familiar faces. Um, I- I'm intrigued to see what they do. Um, although I will say I'm waiting for things to sort of establish themselves firmly i think the first episode of the first season was more intriguing than this pilot right i think they've sort of like they they put in characters and things for me that i was immediately like ooh. whereas with this one i'm sort of like i'm gonna see where you guys are taking this i hope that makes sense right because I, I was gonna ask nearly now not pilots but first episodes of seasons that like you have to give especially for an anthology series you have to give enough but you want to give too much Mm-mm. and if you didn't give enough in this case yeah. it could end up just like there are too many holes in here i can't really seem to sort of form a narrative in my head and it's just you know sort of waiting to see where they go and i kind of felt the same way in the sense that i mean when it's <laughs> actually let me let me digress for a second here mm-hmm Freaking actors and actresses, especially for like projects like this, are so lucky that they just get to go to like you know the south of Italy mm-hmm. or some holiday destination and just you know work there. And we're stuck here in freaking United Kingdom with like shoot away. But anyway, that's just me. I mean, it's their job. The south of Italy, living there. Pick living a better job, babe. But um, I do feel the same way though that it's like trying to figure out like dynamics and who's who and how they relate to each other and stuff like for example Faye James character 
Aubrey Plaza character as well, like they're both of their couples, right? And trying to figure out like, all right, so I guess they were both um, roommates, but like how are they friends? It's sort of like in Swingers, you know, like how are these two guys friends? How have these two guys been friends for so long? Okay, so are we getting into the episode now, like fully driving in? Fully. Okay, so I think one of the things that I find intriguing but i'm not too sure how i feel is that i'm not as interested in the relationships between these people as i was so like in the first season they make it very like oh okay so the wife is the successful one with this family then you have the sort of Mm -hmm. homoerotic relationship between the daughter and her you know poorer friend that she sort of brought along then you have the alexander daddario and jake lacy relationship which is very very interesting like then the mom comes along yeah then the mother comes along i think you usually see um, those sorts of relationships are very intriguing to me. Like, you know, sort of like the trophy wife and the guy who she's decided to be with. And then in the end where, you know, she actually decides to stay in that relationship. Um, I think those are very interesting. Whereas with this one, as much as I think Aubrey Plaza, like, you know, I think Aubrey Plaza is like a gem. Like, I love watching her. I, I saw her in something like like almost a year ago now. It's called My Friend Something. It's about this babe who becomes obsessed with this like influencer and just creates basically a fake life to be friends with her. And she's amazing mm-hmm. in that. Um, mm-hmm. But with this one, you sort of see... So the, the, the actor's chemistry, they do a very good job at doing like, okay, we've sort of have these two couples as foils to each other. There's the ones who are very in love, very, you know, touchy-feely. They have so much affection. And then there's Aubrey Plaza in her relationship. And she's sort of like, one thing I read about her is that, oh, she's a hater through and through. She came out of the gate hating on these Big people. Hating, she said, yeah. and that's so funny to me. But like, I feel like, I don't know how to do this. Like, they're doing a good job at showing her insecurities by showing, obviously, how upset she's with this relationship. But I still feel like, foundationally, like, they're still like, why are these people friends? And I think it's good that we ask that because they are also asking that, the characters themselves, like, why are we actually friends with these people? Why are we here? And I think that mm-hmm. that's the thing that's keeping me going because I am i don't think it's as simple as, oh, you know, we're just hanging you along. You've bought this company. I think there's definitely another layer. It seems like they all want to fuck because Theo James did that weird thing, you know, like, like he just seems a bit facetious right yeah he's playing it well yeah right? he is and he's doing it really well he he gives off that like if you've ever met like a mischievous like prodigal son like he he sort of seems like that like that person who's like successful arrogant but also not just completely a dickhead on the face of it like he's not like an asshole asshole like you know you meet someone and you're like completely rude and awful Whereas, like, you get that side where it's like, oh, but this guy clearly loves just, his yeah, wife. Just the vibe they're giving He's, up. He clearly loves his wife. He likes to have a bit mm-hmm. of fun. He's not as openly horrendous as, like, maybe, like, the Jake Lacey character. But I still think he will prove to be horrendous. And then I think mm-hmm. they do a really interesting thing with the wife where she's in a similar position to Alexandra Dario. She's just sort of, like, a plus one, basically. Like, oh, yeah, I'm just like, tagging along for the ride. Where, when they were all sat by the table... Remember that scene they were asking, like, what do you watch for? I was like, is this an episode of the Popcorn for Dinner podcast? What's going on here? But anyway, when he, when, um, or replies, I went to fetch the swimming trunks and I was like, oh, come along. And I was like, that cut to her sort of turning and she was like, this is a bit weird. Just like, had that, this is strange look on my face. And yeah. you know, something really shady, shady could go down. And yeah, not great for me. But I think it does a good job because, like, um, like a lot of shows talk about this sort of like when you're in the presence of someone else's either emotional battle or relationship it really makes you reconsider your own um and i think sort of like based on what 
Obi Plaza's husband has recently been able to succeed at doing, um, he sort of had to be like sort of been thrown into this, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's not enough context for that i think i'm still very confused that he bought his company or whatever it is but there's there's some business thing going on and they've known each other since university that that's sort of the foundation mm-hmm. of their relationship and you have the contrast between these two different women you know one who says she doesn't watch the news and then you have a similar situation with sydney sweeney that you had in the last season of the other one where she's sort of half puerto rican she's from like this you know she says that she's from this place and yeah mm-hmm. I, I think it's um it's really interesting vote as well <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting um they're doing another good job of showing like the different worlds worlds people like occupy um but they're still very loose threads i feel but i think that those will sort of come to being with the episodes yeah, yeah like yeah because like it's all about you know sort of mentioning like first episodes it's just sort of doing enough but have they done enough or close to enough but i mean if it all turns out to like you know with time you know, the season all turns out to be good and whole, then I think we'll forgive them in the future. Yeah, but I think the themes remain the same. I mean, you have the sex workers who are the, like the locals who are introduced. Is that what we use these days, sex workers? I mean, you can call them prostitutes. They are, like I was okay. going to say. But you, you have the sex workers who are the locals the same way you had the Polynesian worker who was the local. And mm-hmm. you sort of see the way that they fit, like, fit into this. Like, so... It's very clearly like you don't belong here. They're sort of chased out of the hotel immediately, but they still need to be there to be used for, for like their service, I guess. Um, it's just interesting um to see the way all this works. But I love the very first welcome scene because it's like my stepdad is Italian. That whole thing was so Italian when they're like, when they're like, oh yeah, like why did you drop your bags at Rome? Like that's a that's a notably horrendous airport. Like. You're not going to get your bags probably just super frank and honest. And I thought that was hilarious. Because if you've ever met an Italian person, that is definitely how they are. <laughs> they don't give a fuck. All right. This kind of leads us to... Could you... Before the episode, you're sort of wondering, so who is this sex worker meeting then? Like, she's definitely meeting someone. She's definitely meeting one of the main cast. She's sort of trying to guess what's going on here. Then towards the end of the episode, it's like, oh, it's obviously Michael and Perot's character who is... Yeah. Obviously, he's not the best, you know, number one dad, is he? There was that phone call, which which I'm guessing is his, you know, ex-wife. And so that's already establishing that sort of family conflict. I'm guessing as a result of he's hurt the mom infidelity or whatever. It's probably infidelity since we see him buying, like, prostitutes. So it's probably that. What do you think of uh, the grandfather, F. Murray, Abraham's character? Um, he's so, like, typical old white man like like making so many dad jokes like super like oh my goodness like oh you know like i just have to talk to a beautiful oh just nasty (laughs) so they just has to flirt didn't they and there was that i don't know if it's awkward or strange but there was the conversation on the table like does your um does your penis still work at the age of 80 i thought that was very bizarre (laughs) you got to what they say you need to drain the sack don't you yeah, but I think one thing they're trying to do with that family is sort of the generational thing that they do in the first season, sort of showing mm-hmm. how that you have these three different generations of men. You have the grandfather, the father, and the son, and seeing how, what do you, like, I think a very interesting question, and I always love when shows and whatever pose it, is like, what do you actually inherit from the people that raised you? And how much of that can you actually get rid of? Like, 
we sort of see, you know, the assistant of the Stifler's mom character, Jennifer Coolidge. Jennifer Coolidge's character. Yeah, yeah, like she has this assistant. You sort of see that young relationship. You have the different generations. Um, and I think that's always very interesting to see what each generation is concerned with, what each generation is worried about. Um, I think mm. in the first one, it's a really, really interesting one where you have, you know, people who are exposed to wealth but don't necessarily have it. Then you have the people who are serving the wealthy and then you have the wealthy themselves Mm -hmm. and you have the generations in each of these categories. And I think it's just interesting to see how that will evolve. Um, I don't know exactly what this show will say. Will it have the same thing to say about marriage as the first one? So it's interesting to see. I'm just intrigued. But my, my thing is, the only thing I will say is I'm just not as interested in the relationship dynamics, maybe because I don't have enough information yet, but. I, sure. I'm less I mean, interested in the relationships between like Aubrey Plaza and her husband and Theo James and his wife. You know. Yeah, I feel like there's all going to lead to points where like Aubrey Plaza character and Theo James definitely going to like have sex. Oh, they're fucking for sure. Plus, uh, but my thing is, is it going to be a threesome situation? Right. Oh, sorry, a foursome. <laughs> a foursome situation, a, a, an orgy. Or is it going to be... Yeah, there was that little... I mean, to answer a question, to answer a question, there was a scene towards the start of the episode when they saw Boom walk to their rooms and he saw that um, it's the connecting door to the rooms and they're like, no, I don't want to. I was like, wait, 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 why don't you want to... No, there's a character. I was like, okay, there's definitely something going on there that's not going on. Later on in the season that I can't wait to find out. I actually forgot to bring up, like... On both seasons, it sort of started one week later. Mm-hmm. Then it's it's like a flash forward. Yeah. Then it begins, mm-hmm. you know, one week earlier. What do you think about that structure? So, like, I don't mind, uh, like, retroactive. Was it retro retrospective or retroactive? Whatever it is. You got it. One of those. One of those of type of storytelling. I, I don't have a problem with it. Um, I think it's great. You sort of know where things are going to end and then you're constantly thinking, oh, who's going to be the dead one? And I think, because this one, it's not just one body that's found. They tell the woman, Multiple several bodies, guests yes. are dead. That's, I think, ooh, a bit more shocking. Like, you're like, ooh, who's going to die? Um, but one thing I, I think about this season that I think isn't really particular, like, particularly present on very directly in the first one is sort of how sexual it is. Like, you have the conversation right out of the bat about the grandfather having sex. You have the prostitutes. You have the 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 couple that is like clearly going through some sort of sexual frustration period you know what i mean with jennifer coolidge and the old guy yeah and also but you also have the prostitute you also have the 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 wife or aubrey plaza and her husband you can sort of see oh yeah they weren't fucking were they yeah like you can see the relationship and then you have that contrasted with the couple that can't get their hands off each other and I think Aubrey Plaza isn't, she's still being a hater because I, I do think people who are like, no one is that happy are miserable people because some people are that happy. Like, it is possible for a couple to just love themselves and not be able to keep them hands off each really? other. Yes, you're, you're just a terrible part. Like, you, you've never loved anyone, I can tell. <laughs> well, well, well. Not the squares on the pop group video podcast. Yeah, I think in terms of um, the whole flash forward retroactive retrospective how the fuck you say it um storytelling i really like it because it sort of tells us like tells about the how how did you get to this point and it definitely it definitely shows how much of a good filmmaker you are because you know how did we get here you need to set up all the elements of 
the resulting actions which would enable us to get to this point. And it's just, you know, because you have this sort of incomplete picture in your mind and it's taking us through each episode on fitting the next puzzle and the next puzzle and the next puzzle. And hopefully, if you're able to tell a good story and you're able to develop the characters properly, then hopefully you should have that perfect picture. But if you don't, you know, you end up having some you know, shitting with like you know, vantage point or something. Mm, I think that's a really good point. Um, like I always say, one of the best sort of things I've seen with this sort of, you know, story structure is the very first season of How to Get Away with Murder. I think they used it like amazingly. Um, you know, sort of like, you know, who died, all this stuff. Like I think that very first season is perfect. And the way that the episodes are structured, you get into the mystery a bit more. You're more curious about the characters. Phillips characters as well. You're you're more like they are able to actually make you suspect so many people. And and it's not just diffused in like a if this was a misdirect way it all leads to better characterization or a better story arc Mm -hmm. and i really hope that they're able to do that i think this season is seven episodes instead of six like the first so they'll probably have more time to deal with that but yeah just back to my previous point i think that aubrey plaza is hating but she's completely wrong i do think there's something underlying the relationship of the theo james and the his wife and you sort of see that because she's a lot like similar to Alexander Jara in the first season, sort of like a passive character. Whereas I think with Aubrey, she has more, like you can see her personality more. You see, she's a bit, you know, chip on her shoulder, a, a bit aggressive, a bit like, oh my God, these people are so ridiculous. Like, oh, we're so woke. Like these people are so stupid. They live in this bubble. <laughs> and I think having her have the very first scene where she's talking about, oh, how much she loves it here. Like how much, you know, she's enjoying the holiday just having that mm-hmm. first start making talk small talk with the tourists is, is really interesting how long do you reckon um Aubrey plaza and her husband have been together for harper and ethan spiller i don't know because the fiji's character they have kids yeah they have children they have two i believe they have two kids so they must be together, they must be together so i was i, I was about to say kids. i think they have been married for much longer Right, because, yeah, I was sort of wondering, like, I mean, together for, what, seven years, and you're still, I mean, acting so awkward next to each other and stuff, even in bed. I'm not sure about, I'm not sure about that. Um, what about the um, hotel concierge? And <laughs> so I love the, the, the woman. I think she's so, like, well done, like, really, really on it. Very Italian. Like, very I, I can't, Italian, like she's so Italian. Honest, yes. What did she say to the old guy? I think she said, like, how did you, you know, travel all this way? You're 80 years old or something. Yes, yeah. She's like, you're old. Like, how are you able to do this? <laughs> um, I think she'll be more instrumental to the to the three men storyline than perhaps she mm-hmm. might be to the others. The same way the first one, they were more instrumental to the Jake Lacey character because obviously he was upset about his room um, and stuff. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. We'll see where it goes. We will see where it goes. But um Any predictions for who dies? Any prediction. So who's gonna be that dead body? Oh actually dead bodies, isn't it? With the, with the I'm guys. hoping one of them is Jennifer Coolidge's husband. Well the person we found in the well saw in the first episode, that was a that was a woman, wasn't it? Oh, I didn't did know. Did you see a woman or was it just legs we saw? 
I did notice. I did notice too. Yeah, I, those two characters, Jennifer Coolidge and her husband, now. Um, That's one the, the the people that I can't I can't like I can't bear to watch their stuff. I can't like, bear to watch. And it was like the sex I like scene. I want to skip past. I'm like I'm not interested in this. They at us all. Ass. Like, there was too many asses being shown in this episode. You are the only person that would notice that. It's like, come on. I mean, we have some speak shame, about, like, you know, my the brother. sexual nature of the season. I'm just like, yeah, it's too much. Too much ass my liking, man. But um, any predictions? Who's gonna die? Who's going to die? I reckon I, I think one of the four young couples as well will die. Yeah, Ethan. I think he definitely goes, and I think one of the sex. Workers. It might be Theo James that dies. Was he in um Divergence? In Virgins? That man's filmography is on zero. Like, it's he's just a fine man. Like, thank God for pretty privilege. How's he still getting jobs? Like, the Dylan O'Brien effect. Like, you're just good looking because your filmography... Chris Pine. Like, I love Chris Pine. He's fantastic. Don't don't hit on my man Chris Pine who was crying during the... Was it the Oscars or the Emmys? He was singing that slave song. You haven't seen that? What did you say? Was it a slave song? No, it wasn't a slave song. What did Whoa. you say? <laughs> slave? They were singing a, a beer. Anyway, carry on. So I think just to finalize on predictions, I definitely think one of the f- one of the four of the young couples are dying, mm-hmm. and it could also be that one of the three of the family, the men, might die too. But my bet is on one of the four couples or two of the of the four young couples, and then Jennifer Coolidge or her husband die. I definitely reckon one of the sex workers goes. Yeah, I reckon definitely one of them goes. But um, yeah, I guess we could end it there guys please go see the white lotus it is if you want to watch you know something that's not a serial killer or you know you just want to get out of the sun you want to feel like you're on holiday go watch the white lotus um yeah and obviously don't forget to like review rate subscribe share dm us all the good stuff please we have like other interesting fun capital f content coming out mm-hmm. and yeah thank you Hadja, for doing this do i say your name right by the way yeah okay thank you for coming on hopefully you'll be joining us the next couple of weeks again as we keep on covering this you know amazing tv show mm-hmm. um we'll definitely see you guys like in two weeks my name is jibs and we'll join next week by sydney sweeney Let's talk to you guys later Will we be joined by Sydney, sweetie?